Welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host. And some people say I'm handsome too. I don't know. But please go check out my website. I'm a multimedia journalist and a graphic designer. So my website is millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are talking about five stats that this D-backs team needs to improve on. They want to make a real run to the postseason. And I wrote, I read this article by Snake Pit today talking about could this could the honeymoon period be over for Mike Hazen? So I want to do talk about that and even expand further and actually throw it out to Tori Lovello as well and just kind of lump them both into uh, together as to say, could the D-backs clean house this offseason with their head coach and their GM? So we'll get into that. We'll talk about the stats that they need to, that they need to improve on and more. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks are listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's first get into those five stats that this D-backs team needs to improve on. And... When you look at the offense and you look at this pitching, uh, there's a lot to be desired with this D-backs team. So let's look at some of these stats that I do think they need to improve on. And the first one that they need to improve on by their pitching as a whole is their ERA. They have the second worst ERA in baseball. It's at a 5.87 right now. So what is ERA? That's just your earned run average. So on average, this D-backs team has given up almost six runs a game. Uh per nine innings, which is just atrocious. Six runs a game should be enough to, to win you ball games. And if you're pitching, it's giving up six runs a game. You're definitely losing a lot of ball games. And you're just not going to survive in baseball like that. Having the having your offense, you, you know, relying on your offense to put up at least seven to eight runs every game because your earned run average is so high, it's not going to work out for you. I put too much pressure on the hitters. And then they're going to start chasing more pitches, strike out more. And that's what you've seen with the D-backs team. They go down a lot of 0-2 counts because their pitching has been so bad. The offense really needs to feel like it has to pick up. And because offense struggles so much, it probably plays into the ERA as well. So the ERA is definitely something that this team needs to improve on because they've given up a lot of earned runs. They've taken a lot of damage uh, against these pitchers. The next stat, most home runs allowed. The D-backs lead the National League in most home runs allowed. Listen to this. They've given up 43 home runs this season. That's 13 more than the next team in the National League. And remember, these are just stats uh, compared to the other NL National League opponents, not for the entire MLB, just the National League. So they've given up the most home runs in the National League and 13 more than the next team. Just think about that. That's in, that's crazy to think about. That's so many more home runs. That's like a few games worth of home runs. 13 more home runs allowed than the next team. It's actually an insane number when you really think about it because when you look at some of the top teams, the Cardinals are number one in home runs allowed with just five. The difference between the gap between the D-backs at most home runs allowed and number two, the San Francisco Giants is 13. Well, the Giants and the the 
third best team at home runs allowed the Cubs, who've only given up 17, is the same gap. Cubs have allowed 17 home runs, which is the third best in the NL, and the Giants have given up the second most, and they're at 30. So the gap between the third best team and the second worst team is the same gap between the first worst team and the second worst team. So just think about that. That's how bad this D-back team has been at pitching this year. Now the next stat that the D-backs team needs to improve on is walks. This D-backs pitching staff has allowed the third most walks in the National League, and that's part of the reason why their earned run average is so high. They're allowing too many men on base, and then another reason why their earned run average is so high is because they walk so many guys, then they give up so many home runs, so the bases are, what, two guys on base, a guy on first, you know, maybe bases loaded. I don't think they've given up any grand slams this year, maybe one on the year, but if you just look at it like that, of course you're going to have such a high earned run average. If all you do is walk guys and give up home runs, your earned run average is going to be insane. So if you're if you're just going to be putting guys on base for majority game, you're going you're not going to survive the MLB season. And you look at guys like a Robbie Ray and a Luke Weaver, they've been awful this year. At a, they've been awful this year at walking guys. Their walks per nine is insane. And just overall. Just the overall numbers on the year when it comes to walks is not good either. They're one of the they're two of the worst pitchers when it comes to walks this season. Robbie Ray has a total of 14 walks in just 17 innings, and Luke Weaver only has seven walks in 13.2 innings. But both of them, Robbie Ray, 7.4 walks per nine, I believe, leads the league, and then Luke Weaver sells a walks per nine of 4.6 which is still pretty high. And then you see Hector Rondon in the bullpen. His walks per nine is 7.9. Uh, Andrew Chafin at 6.8 walks per nine. And Kevin Ginkle's at nine point, just a nine flat for walks per nine. So those five guys have just, when they've come in, they've been giving up a lot of walks. And they've been putting a lot of men on base. And then you've seen the D-backs give up a lot of home runs too, which is just killing them entirely. So those are the three pitching stats that I really need the D-backs to work on. But now let me give you a couple of offensive stats that a couple of offensive stats that this D-backs team is really struggling with. And the first one is on-base plus slugging, OPS. The D-backs rank 12th in the National League in OPS with 697. So what is OPS? Well, it's slugging per, uh, plus your on-base percentage. So on-base percentage is just basically on average how much you're on base, which is pretty self-explanatory. And then slugging percentage basically takes into account how much power you have by looking at your total bases and putting more value on home runs, more value on triples, and just, you know, basically home runs are more valuable than triples and doubles are more valuable than singles. Basically like that. So basically what OPS is telling you for the D-backs, they're not getting on base. They're one of the worst teams in baseball in getting on base, and they're not getting a lot of extra base hits. They're not getting the, a lot of home runs, and they're just not getting those doubles. They're not getting those triples, and they're not even getting a lot of singles. They're not getting on base. They're not drawing those walks. So as a D-backs team, when your pitching staff is struggling like that, their offense is definitely going to need to pick up more of the weight. And recently they've done that. If you look at their last few games, they've hit five runs uh, the last four games consistently. And just look at their last 10 games, they've hit five runs uh, a lot more than they did in their first 10 games where they only hit five runs once in their first eight games. So this D-backs offense is finally coming around. But the one last stat that this D-backs offense needs to work on is stolen bases. I am still a believer in stolen bases and creating havoc on the base paths. So many people think those are easy outs, but hey, if you got guys that can go out there and steal you 
20 bags in the season. Let them run. Get your guy to first or second. Yeah, you might get an out, but you also might get an easier scoring opportunity, and I think it's worth it to have a guy steal a base. So you see the Marte Parte. They got some speed. Sorry, Marte has a few campaigns with 20 stolen bases or more. Can't tell Marte could get you 10 bags. And the Z-Bax team doesn't have a lot of speed on it, but I think not Nick Ahmed could get you double-digit double stolen bases as well. So for the guys that can steal and the guys that do have speed, like a Tim LaCastro, let's get those guys in the lineup and let's see more speed on the base pass because these I, I want the D-Bax offense to create easier run scoring opportunities for themselves because when you get easier run scoring opportunities, it's easier to support your pitchers when doing that. And speaking of support, no one supports you better than CBD MD because it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair, everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like arnic and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. To make it even easier, try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer. They're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you see the promo code, when you use the promo code LOCKDOWNMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKDOWNMLB for 25% off your first purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. And I'm also happy to say Built Bar is back, baby. I'm so happy Built Bar is back, improved, and even more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, and they're coming with six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And I'm super excited for that cookies and cream because that is my favorite flavor of anything I can eat. When I get shakes, when I'm looking at the dessert aisle for cookies, I'm always grabbing Oreos. My favorite shake is always cookies and cream. Basically, anything Oreo-related is my favorite. So I love that they got six new flavors. And don't forget, they also have nut-free flavors just in case you have those peanut allergies. And really the reason why I love Bilt Bars because they're not just great tasting. It's not just because it tastes like you're eating dessert. You're actually eating something healthy. It's actually a protein bar, and they're great for people like me who's a very health-conscious guy because it helps me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and they're great if you're going for a keto diet. For a limited time, Built Bar is giving our listeners a free cooler purchase while supplies, while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Let's get back into it and let's discuss what I read today on AZ Snake Pit. I was talking about, is the honeymoon over for Mike Hazen? And I just want to extend that further to Toy Lovello. Could the D-backs clean house this offseason if this team misses the playoffs? That is the question I have for you guys. Because when looking at the last few seasons for Mike Hazen and Toy Lovello, there's no doubt that this team hasn't been bad. They've been pretty competitive, but... 
Is it enough? You see teams like, you know, I'll use the Toronto Raptors in the NBA, for example. They were good. They were a playoff team every year. Dwayne Casey was coach of the year, and they still fired him. And what happened? They came back. They got Nick Nurse. And now all of a sudden, they won a championship. They, Kawhi has left still. And the Raptors are still a great team. And we consider Nick Nurse the best coach in, uh, the best uh, head coach in basketball. You know, arguably the best head coach in basketball. So, could the D-backs possibly clean house? Well, when you look at the D-backs' track record, they always start the season pretty strong. From on April 30th, from 2017 to 2019, the D-backs have been above 500 each year, 16 and 11, 28-8, and 17 and 13. So the D-backs are always a team that's consistently good to come out the gates, but why aren't they making the playoffs more than if that's always their track record? If they're always starting out the gates hot, why does it not lead to most more postseason appearances? They only have one postseason appearance with Tori Lavello and Mike Hazen under their belt, and that was when they lost the NLDS and got swept in the NLDS in 2017. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2017. It's been, it'll be three years now if the D-backs miss this one, and they haven't been to the playoffs more than once. Uh, and they've only been to the playoffs once since 2012. So this D-backs franchise hasn't had a lot of success. And when you look at some of the moves Mike Hazen has made under his tenure, it leaves some question marks. Now, I do think Mike Hazen is a good GM, but there are some moves that are a little bit questionable that I think people give him a good grade on. Like when I look at that exact Granky trade, Yes, Mike Hazen has been great at building a farm system, but Greinke has still been a great pitcher, and this pitching staff is awful right now, as we mentioned before. When you look at their ERA, when you look at most of their numbers, this pitching staff has been awful for the D-backs in almost every facet they could think of. But, but uh, Zach Greinke still has been a guy who's been dealing. He's still been a good pitcher for the Houston Astros. And on the season, last year, he was a beast. He was a stud, and he was one of the reasons why we were able to get such a big haul for him because of how good he was. And if you look at his numbers this season, he had a 2.53 year array. He had a 3.02 year array last year, a 2.9 year array the year before that. So he, since, uh, if you take... Zach Greinke's first year with the D-backs out of it. He's been basically an ace the last few seasons, and he's been great. So he, he would be a guy that would be great on this D-backs team right now. And when you look at what they got back for Zach Greinke, they got some great prospects. They got three of the top five prospects in the Houston Astros system. They got Seth Beer, first-base prospect, right-hander J.P. Bruskakis, and Corbin Martin. And they also got infielder Josh Rojas, but Corbin Martin underwent Tommy John, uh, Tommy John surgery when they acquired him. Josh Rojas, he seems to be a utility player. We still don't know what Seth Beer and J.B. Berkerkas could do. I know I, I felt like I said that name really good uh, to start it, but now I really struggled there. But we haven't seen these prospects yet, and I'm a guy who kind of like, when it, when it comes to baseball, I would rather have the established, you know, all-star, the established player, then prospects. We just don't know what prospects do. We've seen so many times where we say this guy's going to be a top prospect, and then he just flames out. And we look, so for that Granky trade, I think that deal is still pending. Until I see these prospects in the majors and what they can actually deal uh, do, I'm going to say the Astros won that trade. And then when I look at this Paul Goldschmidt trade, yeah, uh, Goldie kind of had a down season in 2019, but he's still a produced at a pretty high level for a first baseman. It was just a down season by his standards. And what did we really get back in return? Luke Weaver looked great last year. So did Carson Kelly, but in 2020, 
They have both been struggling pretty hard. Luke Weaver has yet to make it through five innings. Toy Lavello seems to have him on a short leash. Doesn't want him to pitch more than three innings right now. And Carson Kelly just got his first home run. His numbers across the board have been down. He's been struggling pretty big time if you just look at his numbers overall because Carson Kelly on the season is only batting 168 with a 546 OPS, one home run, four RBIs. And then Luke Weaver on the year, his numbers have been Pretty atrocious as well with 11.85 ERA. So those two guys have not produced much for uh, this D-backs team. And when you look at what Goldschmidt can still do for you, he's still a stud. And the D-backs do have a great first baseman right now in Christian Walker, who I like a lot. But now you got the universal DH. I think Goldschmidt would be beautiful there, or Christian Walker would be beautiful there. Goldschmidt last year still had 34 home runs with 97 RBIs. And this season, he hasn't been able to play a lot because the Cardinals have been, you know, postponing so many games because of their positive COVID tests. But he, you know, when he did play in those five games, he batted 316 with 381 OBP. So he, he was good when he was playing this year. So I think he would have been a guy that would have been perfect in this D-backs lineup right now. So, And then when you do look at this D-backs pitching staff and how bad it is, part of the reason is because of Madison Bumgarner, who... Mike Hazen decided to give a five-year, $85 million deal to, and he hasn't been the guy that we wanted him to live up to. Now for Toy Lovello, I think you can make a case that his track record is very similar to that of a, of a Kirk Gibson who came in right before him. Both of them lost in the NLDS in their first season, and then the next year for Kirk Gibson, the D-backs won 81 games. The next year for Toy Lovello, D-backs won 82 the third year for Kirk Gibson, the team won 81. The third year for Toy Lovello, the team won 85. Then the fourth year for Kirk Gibson, the team only won 64 games and he was fired. Now you look at Tory Lovello's fourth year. This is the worst year we've seen for the D-backs under his belt. So it, it looks like that Kirk Gibson model right now, it looks like it could be going in the same track and trajectory of a Kirk Gibson's uh, managerial career as well. So I don't know if the D-backs will want to clean house to uh, at, during the offseason. I don't know if they'll actually do it. I think overall, they're still very good at what they do, Mike Hayes and Toy Lovello, but they, there's no question that this team is underperforming. And when you, cons when you take into account how well this team usually starts out the gates and then how they finish, it, it just shouldn't, it, it doesn't go hand in hand. A team with this much talent right now, especially for 2020, they should be better than A11. They really should be in this thick of the wild card race, and they still are. It's still only three games back, but this team has looked disgusting this year on pretty much every side of the ball. Offense pitching, this D-backs team hasn't looked good and makes you wonder, who should who should that fall on? Whose shoulders should that fall on? Should it fall on Mike Hazen for the construction of this roster, for putting that pitching staff together? Should it fall on Tori Lavello for continuing to throw Robbie Ray out there, for continuing to throw Jake Lamb out there at DH, even though he's been atrocious on the year? I don't know who to blame, but who knows? Maybe the the, the D-backs owner just wants to clean house entirely, get rid of the GM, get rid of the manager, and just put new pieces in place and maybe get a breath of fresh air in there. You never know. Sometimes you could be a good team, but just getting that new change could take you to the next level. Look at Mark Jackson with the Warriors. They were winning 50 games. They were great. But then Steve Kerr comes in and he takes them to the next level. So maybe something can happen like that with the D-backs. I don't know if either one of them will get fired or even both of them will get fired. We will wait and see on that one. We'll see what Derek Hall wants to do on that. But I still believe in this team. I still think they have a chance at a postseason run this year. That's it for the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. 
Everyone stay safe and stay healthy out there. Peace!